0: Category is, is? Mental health. Category is, is? It takes a village. Category is? is motherfucking stories over stigma. Go
1: quit! <laughs>
2: Wow, we're back for another show. It's we're live, and I'm really happy that we are here with you on a Friday night and not out getting drunk. So, not of course that's not a healthy lifestyle. Thank you for listening to. Um, so
0: he wanted to be out getting drunk. Don't let him fool you.
2: I did actually. It was one of those nights where I just I I absolutely wanted to go and paw tay uh we are very excited about tonight's show or t- this week's show we we have prince blue who many of you met um uh, the during the summit yeah and uh he decided to spend his evening with us tonight i believe he's on air there. He there is. there
0: he is you have to invite him as a speaker yeah right?
2: right uh no let's see there we go. Oh, no, there he is. No, no, there he is. There he is. Prince, You, are you with us? Um, Can you hear me? Yes, Man, we can. Man, you know, what? we okay. figured it out. So last time, you know, we figured it out that we had to be on – Uh, we had to use a different browser. And then the other time when it all, like, got messed up, when we mm-hmm. were on it, it, it was all just, like, jacked up because I clicked – the the host link into in, in uh, on my phone which confused the program and I didn't know which you know host correct oh. host.
1: Okay, I got you.
2: Yeah this stuff is it's crazy, isn't it? This well, is I, stuff we- is great (laughs) (laughs) well well, you know what thank you for joining us tonight but before we before we get into the interview part of it and i think um, there's a lot of people out there that gonna be excited about your story you told us a little bit during the summit but this is the period of time where we kind of talk about just what's been going on um and feel free to join the conversation uh prince we feel like your family and uh and uh and then we'll transition into the interview and let everyone get to know you and your story does that sound good yeah, I appreciate that, yes. Yeah, no, no problem. So um how was your week, honey?
0: <laughs> it was just today. <laughs> 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 we are recording already. Okay, um so I have officially today been diagnosed with ADHD. Um, I took the test, and I apparently got them all right, and that is a bad thing. So, um, I am <laughs> the now- one betrayed. test you want to fail. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: My doctor was like, you scored off the roof. Like, this is Great. Okay. So, it's no surprise. My oldest son is ADHD, so- I'm not shocked at all. But she did say that she's leery to put me on medication because typically it's a stimulant and you put bipolar on a stimulant and you get mania. So, she wants me to try therapy and
2: What well, the a good thing is is you're already in therapy, so this is just one it's other it's just one
0: more thing to add.
2: One more thing to add and and make it worthwhile paying the money. There
1: you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: make the insurance worth
1: it. <laughs> Prince is like, oh, "Huh? <laughs> listen, therapy. Listen, therapy's fun."
0: It can be. It can be. It can be. So she's going to contact my therapist and let her know how she feels. And then my therapist will let me know how they feel. And then
1: we'll go from there. Ah. Yeah. So you don't get to tell your therapist. Your doctor tells you. Th- That's why I'm confused. I'm like, okay, so this is what I want you to do for. Like, what about you? Are you in the room?
0: I think I come into the room at some point. Yeah. Okay.
2: It's like two people. Like when I was at the doctor, and you and my doctor was talking about me, as if <laughs> right I weren't in even in the room. Right yeah. in front of me. Yeah, I mean, it got to the point where, okay, so what medication? Okay, this medication. How many milligrams? Okay, any effects? And I, meanwhile, you know, Rebecca's answering. I'm just sitting there, like my head is going He's left or right. <laughs> like, do? I'm like, well, I guess this is marriage, right? Like, you just like absolutely. Sometimes
1: <laughs> you're just you're there, but you're not there. You're just there for confirmation. You're not yeah, exactly. any real
2: decisions. <laughs> exactly. It's like it's it's awful. Let me just say that. It's- <laughs> uh, but it was, it's great because you know the fact that she is so detailed oriented and the data that she likes to collect she has all of my stats everything from blood pressure to medication to milligrams how much i weigh what my inches were like what my blood pressure is like literally like she's a human nurse you know wrapped in a wife's body
1: yeah and that's, that's fantastic because yeah. me my memory is terrible so mm. my wife's that comes in handy when it's time to when a doctor's like, "Hey, so what are you on right now?" and I don't know. And then they're giving me something, and my wife's like, "No, he's on this, that, this, that, and the third. No, he can't take that because this interacts with that. So right. it's it really does work out when you have somebody that's supportive and knows your weaknesses and can um, help you out. Yeah.
2: Well, that's the reason why in the church they call him a helpmate, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, some some somewhere along the line, helpmate turned into servant to 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 all this old bunch of stuff. That now, you know, it, it's when when a woman actually does something for a man, that's great. People are like, "Oh, you're being a pick me," and I'm like, "No, she's being my helpmate." Like, hold if on, I told on, on, her, on. I'm
2: not. Hold on, hold on. Prince. You got to pause. You got to pause for a minute. You got to pass her. What is a pick me? What, what is the, oh, the what, pick me girls?
1: What is a Oh, pick you me? never heard of pick me? No, no girls. Them. Tell them, tell, tell them what a pick me is.
0: So the pick me girls. A great example of a pick me girl
1: yeah.
0: is like when you meet a girl for the first time. And like I, I, this guy had it on TikTok and she was like, I'm, I'm getting a boob reduction, but I can't get it because my, my insurance won't pay for it, but they're huge. I mean, just look at them. Aren't they big?
1: Oh, pick me, pick me, pick me! Oh, oh, that's another definition. No, oh, no. okay, we are <laughs> no, no, doing, no, no, oh, totally no, no, totally different
0: things. Yes, What's yours, no, friends?
1: No. That's a thirsty girl. She's thirsting for. Uh, uh, okay, okay,
0: okay.
1: The thirsty me, thought. The thirsty a pick thought. me is, for example, um, let's say a woman, a woman is bashing a man about. Men are selfish and they don't help. Uh, men are selfish. They always like to play video games. A pick me will say, well, I don't know what, well, I would love for a man to just play video games. At least he's home. That's a pick me. Because it's like, hey, I'm so different than those other women. Pick me, pick me, pick me. Mm, yeah. That's a, that's a mm, pick
2: me. Yeah. They always seem cool at first, right? A lot there of your you go.
1: Exes. Would They're the gamers, they like anime, they like everything that men like, oh, I, I love to go uh play basketball with my man, but they like to do everything you like to do to get you to pick them, but that's not really what they want. They just want to be a pick me. That's what it is.
2: A dang pick me girl.
0: Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think a couple of your exes would be pick me.
2: <laughs> you starting stuff, you're gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> you're gonna get me in trouble. Mm-hmm. Well, at least we're not naming names. I ain't saying nobody's name
1: yeah, No.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, a pick me girl. Yeah. yeah I have
1: never, never heard of that. That's a pick my- me is a is a, a female scent, pretty much. That's that's what it is.
0: Oh now he see he don't know what simp means. You don't know what a oh no it's a simp, is a simp like
1: kind of like a
2: no 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 like a um like like a like like someone who is submissive, right?
1: No, because you could be submissive to your helpmate because that's who that's who you are. A simp is a person that uh for example, um a woman is a woman is being extra mean to guys, and then a guy claps back to that woman. A simp would be like don't let them get you down, Queen. You're awesome, and we're like, what? Like, don't be you, a simp, yo. Don't be a simp. <laughs> it's pretty ta- much, Prince, yeah. I, I need you to hang out. I need to hang out with you. Like, I need to drive on down to Tidewater. Water. Sure, I'm pretty sure you've met a simp where you're oh, like, yeah, Dude, yeah. do women do anything wrong in your eyes? Like, why are you always being that knight in shining armor, even when they're wrong? Like, don't be a simp. I'm pretty sure you ran across a simp. Carl, Uh, (laughs) your, uh, your brother. Your brother's ears are gonna be burning. He's
2: gonna call us and curse us out. Good, cause then I can put him on the show. Goodness gracious, He's gonna call in and be like, "Are you talking about me?" <laughs> oh my goodness! So he's a he's a he's a simp.
0: Yeah, he mm-hmm. has he has simp tendencies.
2: Wow! Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I feel like you know, like I'm, I feel like I'm just getting all this worldly education
1: right now. Yeah, you gotta be careful, of simp's man, cause simp's. Are, you don't want to tell Simps your problem because they'll be the ones that have try to, you know, go behind your back and do all the That's things that you're complaining about. That's what Simps mm. are. Daisy Duke's
2: husband. That's what Duke's Simps are. That's
1: Daisy what simps Duke's
2: are. husband. Who was Daisy Duke's husband? You mean from the Dukes of Hazzard? No, 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 no,
0: no. You're Daisy Duke's. I don't want to say their names.
2: Hold on, dude. Daisy Duke's husband. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, yeah. We whisper.
0: Ah! That was a simp.
2: He is a simp. <laughs>
0: there you go, that's a there simp. There you go.
2: That there joke has been whipped since they were dating. <laughs> there you that go. brother could do no wrong, there boy.
1: There
2: you go. There you go, that's he- a simp. Boy, he would kiss the crack of a sweaty diarrhea butt, boy, if, it was, if she, asked, if for she asked for it. let me That tell is you. a simp, my <laughs> man. I ain't trying that's to be simp. inappropriate, but good grief. That is y'all, a simp. Y'all have made me, I feel like I'm so, <laughs> more. I'm more worldly now. You know, I'm just a little church boy that grew up in church. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know all this worldly, stuff, I lie. I am like 50% mm-hmm. worldly, <laughs> but y'all have just given me the other 50% now. Like, I'm oh, just, yeah. that's it that's it i have horns now that's it. <laughs> um don't worry about that oh. um all right so you know what this is great this is great so all right so everyone now we all know what a simp is and we know what a what's the other one
0: pick me a uh, pick me girl
2: pick me, pick me. I, i'm, I'm telling you I'm, i'll listen back to this show on sunday i'm like look i would have never thought I mean, I thought I was cool when my friend from high school was calling girls thoughts on the beach because they were, they were like strippers who came to the beach with thongs on Ocean City a summer before last and twerking in front of the kids. Yeah, I and,
0: had to tell them what a the thought was too. Yeah, I did. Oh, I had to explain man. that. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. What
2: does that mean? Yeah, I didn't know. I was so, look, mm. I have been naive my entire life. That like, it, mm. it is no Over secret. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like I'm telling you like anyway okay so anyway so this week on the show um we are excited to have prince prince is coming back um, he was on the symposium part one. He's coming back for part two. I'm just so happy we connected. I tell you, I mean, I just want to talk to you about that. F- I mean, rich career, your academic career, your um, journey with bipolar. I mean, it's just amazing, especially being a black male. We, we've we not had a, a BIPOC person on the show. I don't think. Oh, In wow. Early season, we
0: did.
2: It's when yeah. oh, we had a Latina. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really hard because, like, you know how you know how our you know our people. You grew up in a church, uh-uh, yeah. On yeah, yeah, you Ain't pray on but it. A demon. Yeah, you know you get that <laughs> devil out you. Mm-hmm. You just need to let the the Lord work through you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are Absolutely. you praying enough baby are you praying enough baby let the Lord do it
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know so I understand all right so we're gonna transition now into the interview of the week um the title of this show it's great because um uh, we'll reveal why we named it once you give us your song of the week. Um we have that teed up. So when we ask you about your song of the week that describes your mood, we'll talk about that and then we'll play the song. But let's transition. Bitemore Girl Productions presents Girl of the week. Whoop that was kinda of corny. Alright, so all right, so we're back. We're back with uh, Prince. So Prince, why don't you tell everyone? let's just start at the beginning. Tell everyone about you and and sort of the, your upbringing and then a little bit about your journey. And then, you know, we might pause and stop and focus on something, um, but let's have this rich, organic
1: conversation. Okay. Okay. Um, I always hate to uh, talk. Tell me about yourself. Yeah, right? tell me That's, about
0: yourself. <laughs> it's so,
2: right, so hard. All right, so what was it like growing up in church? And when did you start noticing signs of uh mental um illness?
1: Um, let's see. Well, I've always been um the class clown, the funny guy, the person they say will sometimes be anti social, but they couldn't understand why. One minute I'll be antisocial, and the next minute I will be just the life of the party. So, mm-hmm. but I would think of that more as you know, I just want to be entertaining on my time. But little did I know there was something else going on why I was completely acting that way. There was, so, it was, it was clinical. Did your grades yeah. suffer then in high school? Yes, because. Um, You know, it was so funny. My mom could not understand how one minute I can get all my homework done, everything be done. Then the next minute I'm like, I'm not I'm not doing this. I'm getting C's. I'm getting D's. I'm just barely scraping by. I'm being lazy. Um, There was
2: a lot of altar calls on Sunday with you. with Mama,
1: wasn't it? Yes. She just couldn't understand it. All the teachers would tell her, you know, he's so bright. He's so smart. Like he can, he can do anything, but you know, you're used to teachers always saying stuff like that. But I just, I just, my grades was one of the things that definitely reflected in my diagnosis. Wow. Wow. And then, and, and, and so when were you diagnosed I was actually diagnosed um 2019. So I you are was... a grown man. So you went
2: through college. Now, you're getting ready. You have your bachelor's, your master's, and you're and you're getting ready to dive into your Ph.D., right?
1: Um, yes. Well, I'm getting get ready to do my uh, doctorate in criminal justice in January. I'll start, yes. So, so you went all the way through. Did you go all the way through college
2: suffering like this?
1: I went all the way through life like this, really. Um, I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder, what they thought at the time in the army, and um, leave it to them. That's why I got uh, booted out. Between that and other physical things, and then um, I went through my whole um, military career, my whole police career with you know this same thing. Um, so. Yeah, and I went through school the same way. Like, If you used to ever talk to my aunt, in the military, she couldn't get me to take a CLEP course. And then I would just come to her and be like, "Um, Auntie, I'm about to go to school, and then I'll be so gung-ho about school. Then I won't be gung-ho again. I'll take a break. So between 2000 and... Mm One, when I would go to school, get out of school, go to school, get out of school up until 2018 is when I finished my master's because I would stop, quit, stop, quit, stop, quit, stop, quit.
0: You know, in the military is when um, bipolar first started, like we started to realize that there was a problem and they thought that I was depressed. And so they gave me Zoloft, which made me manic. And then when Mm -hmm. I went to the military doctor's manic. They said, you know, if you just wouldn't think about it, it wouldn't be a problem.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> wow.
0: That was their solution.
2: Yeah, don't think about it. And in fact, I was standing in the room with her with two majors, one a female, so you'd think there'd be more compassion. No. When she said it out of her mouth. Yeah. It was it was yeah. horrible. And
0: that was at Walter Reed. Like that was like Oh, Legit, yes. like Walter Reed, like that was the place to be. Like
2: they save our senators and congressmen and presidents.
0: <laughs> just don't think about it.
2: Yeah, just
1: don't think about it. Yeah, that and you know, I knew something was wrong in the military, and, but you know, they diagnosed that major de- depressive disorder, and then recently, what branch like, were my, you in again, Prince? Army. I was in the army. What was
2: your uh, MOS?
1: I was a forty-two alpha human yeah. resource specialist.
2: Ooh, yeah. So you got to. So did you just do paperwork, or did you decide where people actually like worked?
1: No, no, no. I I was paperwork in your S one shops and stuff like that. So I was numbers, uh, troop support and stuff like that. So pretty much it was nothing for the two star to come downstairs and be like, "Hey, I need the latest um soldier activity report," and I would have to print it out and. Update it and give it to them. So it was stuff like that. Nice. Nice.
2: Yeah. Nice. Nice. So when you were in the military, like how did it rear its ugly head? Because you obviously weren't medicated, and then it was obviously a lot of pressure.
1: Perfect example. My first duty station in Korea was Korea. Uh so the first six months, no, the first three to four months, super soldier. Nobody had a bad thing to say about me. And then I just started going on a downward spiral. I would stay in my room. I would come out of my room only to eat. Um, I will go to it's called a veal where you will go shopping, and I'm kidding you. I can spend. I would spend like five hundred dollars in one day. What? And then come back home, and then look at everything on the bed, and then be like, why? and I couldn't figure it out, and I would just be depressed. I would sit home. Um, I developed a lot of bad habits overseas, including um, uh, just, just self-destructing, and I knew something was wrong, but I didn't, I couldn't, you know, I just thought I just was tired of being over there, so I had a good NCO who was like, hey, um, if you're going through something, won't you won't you go see the um the psychologist just just you know just to talk to somebody? And that's when the uh, psychologist was like, "Hey, I think you're I think you have a, a mood disorder. I think you, I think you're what you described to me is um, major depression. So, and now, that's when you, I got diagnosed with that.
0: Are you bipolar one or bipolar two? I'm two yeah see we usually get told it's major depression first mm-hmm. like that's pretty typical
1: yes <laughs> yes because when i went to my um my psych my psychiatrist in 2019 she was like yeah i'm looking in your file I'm, I'm it just screams to me bipolar too that's what's going on with you and and that that's when I got diagnosed with it. And ever since then, I've just been trying to, you know, between medicine and, and therapy and stuff like that. So that's that's but that's how they started me off. You're absolutely correct. It was major depressive disorder.
0: Yeah, that's pretty typical. Um, the only reason I didn't get the major depressive disorder is because they put me on that Zoloft and I went high.
1: I? Yeah See my see, my wife is a licensed clinical therapist So she doesn't allow me to take Certain things so whenever The doctor's trying to give me something she's like No 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 so right now I'm on um, Lamotrigine Yep uh, Top to primate To sleep And there's another one I don't know I see my memory so bad it's another one uh, Lorazodone there we go
0: Okay. Yeah, I oh, was on see. I was on um, the Meltrigen for a, for God fifteen years.
2: Yeah, until your hair started thinning, and then we you we were like this yeah, is and it. then I,
0: I I got a weird side effect that is really rare, but my hair started falling out. So they took me off that, and they put me on Latuda.
1: Right. And I was on uh, Latuda. I was on Latuda.
2: Boy, Latuda has not been friendly. It's
0: not friendly to Steven.
2: No, it's not friendly at all.
1: Mm. Oh. What what I
2: mean by that it's like you know it's like there's no affection, no love, you know you know how they say it was in the church, a zombie.
1: There's, there's yeah. no consummating your affections with Latuda yeah. around. Well, unfortunately, well I can't say unfortunately, but the weird thing about it that's one of the things about my um, I'm very hyper sexually, so mine is more towards the rabbit mode and the latuda made me a zombie but i was always ready to do what i had to do but once it's time it's like it's like rabbit mode so i had to get off of Latuda because i was like yeah this ain't it like i don't know what this is but this ain't it right (laughs) Right. so pretty much i've been switching ever since then
2: so, so before we get too far down, like the the cause and effect, and, the, and living with it with, with this illness, and I mean, because obviously, I mean, you have a great story, but you 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 are discharged from the military, mm-hmm. um, and then what possesses you then to say, I'm going to go into law enforcement, where the job is equally, if not more,
1: stressful. I always wanted to be a police officer since I was a, a little kid. So anything I did in life geared me towards being a police officer. Hence the the um the military. I thought that would put me on a faster track to um get hired. So being a police officer was never an uh, a doubt. It was just the matter of when I was going to go ahead and go through with it. But I went the military route first to make my resume look a little bit better. How did you
2: pass the psych eval um, out of the police academy?
1: Very, I don't know. Very, that's the thing about it. Um, I was reading one of my old, um, when I actually took the test, uh, um, the test to figure out what type of mental illness I had. And one of the comments, it said, and I'm paraphrasing, it said, so he's either very, very Uh, very, very, uh, he's either about to snap or he has a very high IQ and he knows how to adapt to whatever he's doing. So there was like no in between. So I'm like reading that and I'm like, that should have been a flag right there. So either I'm this or I'm that. So, but I'm just able to just get the job done. And, and how did you and,
2: and and where were you on the force again which city uh charlotte
1: Mecklenburg police department
2: north carolina
1: mm-hmm.
2: so and, and what was it like managing the stress of policing trying to de-escalate events knowing that on the inside you your inside your inner voice might be screaming like i this is ridiculous like you know like how did you battle that i don't want to call it a demon because that's just that's just the mm-hmm. connotation is wrong but how did you battle those voices or that those emotions and also maintain your, 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 level of professionalism as an officer, um, you know, on the force?
1: Um, sometimes I would, um, sometimes I would snap, um, or I will, um, act out in other ways. I would eat a lot. Um, mm. I would really eat like if, if any, if, if, drugs dr- food was my drugs i would eat a lot um i would watch a lot of porn like it was like like bad habits would you had vices cuz i had i had to release it i couldn't be on the force and be like beating people up and punch people so i was like all right just get through your shift and then you know I mean, um do something good. do something off when you're off duty to you know to self-medicate if you want to say, and that's when the eating and everything else and all the bad habits came into play. So,
2: right. I mean, I, I commend you. How long were you on the force?
1: Uh, over a decade, a little wow. bit over.
2: Yeah. So you lived with over ten years with ba- managing your mental illness and the job. So you can't tell me that g- that they're not great police officers. I mean, I believe that the majority of police officers are awesome, incredible public servants, and it's always that one or two rare outlier that like makes things look bad. Um, you know, for you know the force in general. So, I mean, I congratulate you for your fo- for for your um for your duty and also being able to do that while balancing your mental illness. Like I have a lot of compassion
1: for that. Well, and thank you for that. Um, I guess, and another, um, thing my therapist told me was, um, after a while, I just was better off. Um, uh, I was better off, uh, performing in high stressful, uh, situations. And she said, that's why it was hard for me to figure out what was depression, what was bipolar and stuff because naturally being a police officer, you're going to have days where everything is good and then you're going to have riots and then you're going to have this and then you're going to have that. So you're doing all of that and it's hard to process all that while you're in it. So mm-hmm. that's why I wasn't able to get my bipolar diagnosis till I was retired from the police force and that's when I was like, okay, this isn't normal. Like right. I want to I want like one minute. I think I can be a, um, a therapist and a social worker. And then the next minute I don't want to even get out of bed. So what is going on? And that's when I was able to figure it out. I went to the therapist and that's when they diagnosed me.
2: Well, you know, like Rebecca talks about those moments, um, like in our season one, we've talked about it throughout the show um, episodes about that moment when you crash, and when you realize you have a partner or someone love in you know that loves you that says you know what it's time that you go get this treated and i mean it like i'm putting my mm-hmm. foot down did you have that kind of moment like was that like when did that happen um
1: 2019 um me and my wife is just my wife had came to tell me something, and I was so snappy and moody with her, and she was like, she came, I remember I was upstairs in my man cave, and she was at the door, and she was crying, and she was like, I don't understand, what are you upset about? You're, you're retired from the military, you're retired from the police force, you, you have everything that you can eat, everything you want, and you're not happy, like, what is wrong And she was like, tell me what is going on. I was like, I don't know what's wrong. It's like yesterday I was all good. You saw that. And now today I just, I just don't want to deal with anybody. I don't, I don't, I don't want. And then she was like, you know what? Just, just go talk. She was like, you better go see somebody and figure it out because she was like, you can't be snapping on us because. We don't know what's going on and we can't help you. And that's when I went to the therapist. And for the first time in a long time, I was completely honest with it. Because you know how it is. You both, Mm -hmm. you'll go to therapy and -hmm. you'll be trying to say stuff to make it seem like you're normal, that you shouldn't Mm -hmm. be there. Mm -hmm. So they can't help you Mm -hmm. because they're they're not with you. So Mm -hmm. I told them everything, the truth, my behaviors, what I would do, my vices, how I was happy one day. And And then she was like, yeah. She was like, Yeah, class she was like, She was like, I think you're bipolar. And mm. she was like, The major depressive disorder is correct, but it's not all of it. She was like, We need to treat this bipolar because that's what's going on. And that's when and that was that moment. My wife was standing at the door. She was just crying because she couldn't figure it out like why wow, I was just happy yesterday and now I'm I'm so upset with everything and everybody.
2: Right. Right. Wow. What a journey. And then,
0: I mean, that's pretty much how it usually goes. I mean, it's when you have a spouse or you have a partner of some sort, you know, it's usually you got to like, you guys are the ones that are like, you got to go solve this. Cause I mean, think about it with you and I, like I've been crazy my whole life. Like I was used to my crazy. I, I That was, that was just me. That was just who I was. And you were the first person to look at me and be like, that ain't normal.
1: <laughs> I mean, right, there was, just, I mean, to us, we're fine.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> this is just how I've been. This is who I am.
2: Well, you know, it's funny. When family members of, of, her, of hers used to look at me and be like, oh, yeah, she's just a you-know-what. She's just a B. She's just this. She's just that. And I'm like, that is not the Rebecca I know. And I think, I mean, I know she has social anxiety. I know she's pretty shy. She doesn't, she's not like me, like gregarious, a person, a people person. She'd much rather be in the room hidden reading a book. You know, that's just her personality. Mm-hmm. And I totally appreciate that, but I know she wasn't just like a mean spirited person. And then we got married, and I was like, well, whoa, well, whoa, well, well, maybe, maybe she really is a mean spirited person. But then <laughs> but then like the news flash was, and we've talked about it before, is when I caught her scrubbing the tiles with a toothbrush. And mm. um, and it was that crashing moment because she was a new parent, postpartum, unmedicated. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those things hit.
1: Yeah,
0: we just had a tidal wave of everything hit.
1: Right, and we did it twice. Now, wait a minute. Was it her toothbrush or your toothbrush? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs>
0: it, it. It was the tile's toothbrush. The tile had its okay, own okay. toothbrush. I, I had, had my own toothbrush, toothbrush okay. for tile. Yeah, that's okay. how important it was to me.
2: Right. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you you went on this journey. You diagnosed and now was were you still in the force or did you retire at this point?
1: Um, I was retired. I had been retired when I got diagnosed with bipolar, when I was officially diagnosed with it. I was off the force
2: would well, it make sense that you perhaps escalated after retirement because your whole routine for 10 years was one thing and then you retire and now you have all this time to brew in your own emotions and thoughts Are you spying on me in my therapy
1: sessions That's exactly what No he just
0: she's- He's just been with me for so long. Well, there
1: you go. He he got enough to get his put his own degrees on a wall.
2: But well, you know what? I mean, of course, you know I got my own my own stuff too. And mm-hmm. I think it's, well, after a while, you just get a little intuitive. You're like, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, and then and of course, like she said, you go through it with your partner. You're like, Oh yeah, I I know those signs. But and, that's uh, exactly
1: what it was. Like I was sitting home and I was idle, and I had a chance to. Uh, be with my vices even more that was the bad thing so Mm -hmm. and and you know talking about the school and stuff like that that's one of the things that when my bipolar is kicking into into high gear like i'll get assignments on a monday and they'll all be done tuesday like i i have to and you know i go through these these weird um these episodes where everything got to get done, everything got to get done, and I'm like hyper vigil vigilant. So that that's exactly what happened. I was at home and I was able to just focus on one thing. And when I'm focused on one thing, it has to get done. Like I, I can't stand for it not to be done. So wow, you hyper folks So I mean, that's amazing.
2: So you came out of this with your, you know, your. You know, obviously with your family intact, but what was it like being a person of of faith and having to navigate medication and th- the discussion of medication and also breaking it to your family, which I assume they're very they're very born again and very Christian too, and I know it because I, I, I live that life as well.
1: <laughs> um the first thing I did honestly was I asked ax- I called my mom. Um and I said, Ma, tell me exactly what was uh my my maternal tell me exactly what was grandma's. She has since passed. What was her official diagnosis? Your grandmother was um, your grandmother was a uh, schizophrenic. Mm. I was like, okay. And she was like, Why are you asking so much about your grandmother? I was like, because um, as you've known, well, I said now you're probably going to know because I didn't even tell my mom I was major depressive. But I was like in the military, I was major depressive, and now the ther- uh, I've just been diagnosed with bipolar, and they said um, mental health um, mental health illnesses are hereditary and they're generational. And I and my grandmother is schizophrenic, and my uncle, her son. Was um, kicked out of the Marines for having a nervous breakdown as well, so mm-hmm. it's there.
2: <laughs> yeah, I have those stories in my family too, and gosh, I mean, I, I understand why you can't serve, I guess, with a mm-hmm. mental illness. But I, I really hope that we get to the point to where there's a, you know, a combination of medication and and therapy that allows people with mental illness to serve. I know that's a very radical statement because mm-hmm. they're like, well, do you really want someone walking around, you know, with machine guns and, and, and all this stuff? But, you know, I mean, stories over stigma. As long as it's being treated. And I understand, you know, prolonged stress is not good, but, you know, you shouldn't be just kicked out. You know? All, you yeah. know, Yeah. It, it is
1: hard because, you know, you don't want other people you don't want to be responsible for something bad happening so i i totally understand i just be wanting people to get help i'd rather people get help than we've seen it people are discharged and they they get worse because they didn't get any help and they've been shunned and and then when
0: you get discharged from something i mean when you join the military like You're doing it for a cause, right? And so then when you get discharged from this, now you're lost. You you don't have any goals. You don't you don't have any drive because you've just been pushed to the side. Like there's a lot that goes on with that.
1: Yeah. And I I don't know. It was just that like going back to your whole faith thing, like it's always it has always been there. It's been at the root. It may not been at the forefront every single day, but my faith has always been there because I've always realized that there's somebody looking out for me because like you said, 10 years, (laughs) uh, not medicated, not diagnosed, bipolar two as a police officer on third shift. I did all my 10 years on third shift. That? no no now no, 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 tell everybody what third shift is third shift is it was either five eight from eight to, from um I'm sorry from um 10 to um 7 a.m or it was four tens from i believe I, if I can remember right it was from 815 to six in the morning wow yeah
2: so you worked overnight
1: mm-hmm So So
2: you saw saw the pimps, the hoes. I mean, this was very
1: stressed. This was a stress. You were stressed. I was Batman without his money (laughs) (laughs) or resources pretty much for the better part of a decade. Oh,
2: M.G. I mean, yeah, you had some better angels out there watching over you. That's pretty amazing. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Pretty amazing! Wow. So anyway, we could keep the uh, oh gosh, we could keep this conversation going, but we have definitely circled. Uh, we're at f- like uh, about forty minutes into the show, and I kind of want to make sure you tell everybody like what your song of the week is that describes your mood.
1: Okay. Um, well, it's definitely as I told you, it's uh, Queen Bohemian Rhapsody because that song has multiple styles. It has multiple emotions throughout the whole song. He's soft, then he's fast, then he's furious, then at the end it's back to smooth, mellow, calm. So that's why Bohemian Rhapsody is my perfect song because it, it's all over the place. Is it, is, it, is it hip-hop? Is it rock? Is it classic rock? Is it opera? Is it Grunge? Is it hard rock? Is it metal? That's 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 me. From day to day, you don't know what you're going to get. Like one day it could be Teddy P all day, the next day it can be Guns and Roses all day. That's that's how I am. So well, you know, in,
2: in, in one way, I like the create. I like the the diversity and creativity um, that's uh, that 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 is expressed. Um, so yeah, thank you about that that yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, which inspired this week's show, Our Prince Is Feeling Like Some Queen. And it's 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 a really great song. We're going to listen to it now. Um, I want to thank you, Prince, for joining us for this week's show. And I can't wait to you join us again for the um for the symposium or the summit part two on uh, October 15th. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that conversation. Um, and, and a shout out to Joelle. First of all, I've been calling her jo Lee for weeks and her staff told me, uh, they start saying Joelle. And I was like, wait a minute. You mean to tell me I've been pronouncing or enunciating um, someone who we really like, name wrong. I mean, any person's name. And I was like, and when you look at her name, of course it's Joelle. It's not Jolie. What in the world was I thinking? And uh, so anyway, a shout out to her being so gracious and not making a big stink over me messing up her name. Like, But, you know, I would have corrected me. I would <laughs> So anyway, I'm sure we're going to have a good laugh um, about that soon. But anyway, thanks again, man. Thanks for... Oh. for...
1: Yes, thank you for having me, and I can't wait to do it again. I had so much fun that day and meeting um, different people and people that you know are having the same experiences as me. It if, if, as me. It just feels good to talk with people.
2: Excellent. Well, we'll see you then. We'll play Bohemian Rhapsody, and um, and we'll see you in another week, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. The show releases Sunday at eight a.m mostly as always unless there's something like a scheduling problem uh and uh, i hope you guys are really enjoying it uh people from all over the world are still listening and we're pretty excited about it honey you have something you want to say nope that's it okay thank <laughs> you thanks prince bye. all right thank you bye is
1: this the real life is this just bad to see to Let me go, let me go. let you go, let me go. let you go, let me go. Never, 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 never oh, no, 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 no. oh mamma mia, mamma mia, mamma mia. Let me go. The devil has a devil put aside for me, for me, for me.
2: Thank you for listening to another week of Bipolar Girl. In the words of Grammy award-winning artist from Africa, Amou Sangari, who I absolutely love, "Confico," the uncertainty of things. You know, living with a mental illness or living with someone with a mental illness can be uncertain at times. But that's why we do this show. We do this show to create community and a place where you can express yourself and get knowledge. Right, honey?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the whole reason we have the show, right?
2: Though, again, things might be uncertain, you can be certain that we're here for you. Godspeed and have a great week.